Um, Isaiah Truthioder. And how old are you? Um, three and a half. And could you tell me why Jesus is better than anything else? Because he's good. Being a kid isn't easy. You know you're supposed to be good, and sometimes you feel like you're doing a great job. But then the next minute, you do something wrong again. That's why we need Jesus, and to remember the good news of the gospel every day. Not just the part about when Jesus came to earth, but God's rescue plan from before he even created the world, and the hope of living with him forever, so that we can see through every story in the Bible why Jesus is better than anything else and why he wants you to join him. Welcome, friends, to another episode of the Jesus is Better podcast. Alicia Yoder here, and today we're going to be talking about one of my son Isaiah's favorite stories from the Bible of how God showed his power. Do you have a favorite story from the Bible of what God did? Why not tell your mom or dad? Or tell the story to a friend. And if you want to see some drawings from the stories we've been talking about, you can see them on my website, aliciayoder.com. Last week, we talked about how God told Joshua to be strong and not be afraid because he was going to lead the Israelites into their new home that he'd promised. When Joshua sent out two spies, God used a woman from Jericho named Rahab to keep them safe and tell them that the nations were afraid of their powerful God. When they were finally ready to go, and the priests carrying the ark stepped into the Jordan River, God stopped the water from flowing so that all the people could cross on dry ground. God didn't want them to forget his power as they faced the nations that wanted to fight them. While they were camped near Jericho, Joshua looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with a sword in his hand. Joshua said, Are you on our side or our enemy's side? The man said, Neither, but I do command the army of the Lord, and I am here now. Joshua bowed to the ground and worshipped and said, What message do you have for your servant? And the commander said, Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy. So Joshua did. Meanwhile, the city of Jericho was completely shut up inside its walls, so that no one could go out or come in because they were scared of the people of Israel. God said to Joshua, Look, I'm giving you Jericho with its king and strong soldiers. I want you to march around the city once for six days. Seven priests should go in front of the ark, blowing ram's horns. On the seventh day, I want you to march around the city seven times, and the priests should blow their ram horn trumpets. And when they blow them in a long blast, all the people should shout as loud as they can, and the city wall will fall down flat 
so that the people can go in. So Joshua gave God's message to the people, telling them to march around the city with the Israelite soldiers in front of and behind the ark. But I want you to be silent while you march until the day I tell you to shout. Then you need to shout as loud as you can. And everyone followed the Lord's command, silently following the ark, while the priests blew their trumpets. Each time they did this, they went back into their camp for the night, six times. On the seventh day, they all got up right as the sun was starting to come up and marched around the city seven times. And on the seventh time, Joshua said, Shout, for God has given you this city. Destroy everything, otherwise you will only have trouble. And only take the silver, gold, bronze, and iron for the Lord's tabernacle. They are holy. But make sure you keep Rahab and her family safe, since she hid the spies we sent. When the people heard the priests give the long trumpet blast, they shouted as loud as they could, and the wall of the city fell down flat. The people went in to capture the city, but Joshua said to the spies, Go find Rahab and bring her and her family out, just as you'd promised. So the spies got her and her family and put them outside the Israelite camp and she joined the Israelites to live with them. So God was with Joshua, and he became famous in all the land. But the people of Israel disobeyed the Lord, because a man named Achan secretly took some things that were supposed to be destroyed, and God was angry. There was a city near Jericho named Ai, and Joshua sent some spies to explore that land. When they got back, they said to Joshua, We don't need all the soldiers to fight against this city. Only send two or three thousand men to attack it, because there aren't many people there. So three thousand soldiers went to fight, but the men of Ai chased them away, killing thirty-six of the Israelite soldiers. And the people were terrified because of the defeat. Joshua tore his clothes, put dust on his head, and bowed before the ark of the Lord, along with the other Israelite leaders. Joshua said, Lord, why did you bring us into this land at all, if we're going to be destroyed? If only we could have all lived on the other side of the Jordan. Lord, what can I tell the people, since the Israelites had to flee before their enemies? For the Canaanites will hear about it and surround us and destroy our name from the earth. And what will they think of your great name? God said, Get up, Joshua. Why are you on your face? Israel has sinned against my covenant and commandment. They have stolen some of the things that were holy to the Lord and lied about it. That's why the Israelites can't stand before their enemies, but will be destroyed instead, unless you destroy the things that were stolen. So Joshua told the people, Make yourselves holy for tomorrow, 
because God said there are stolen things among you from Jericho. You can't fight against your enemies until those things are found and destroyed. So the next morning, Joshua got up early and brought each tribe of Israel before him, one by one, and God showed him that Judah was the guilty tribe. Then each clan was brought, and the clan of the Zarahites was chosen. And each family came before Joshua, and Zabdi's family was chosen. And when each man came before Joshua, Achan was chosen. Joshua said, Son, give glory to the Lord and tell me what you have done. Achan said, I've sinned against the God of Israel. When I saw a beautiful cloak and some silver and a bar of gold, I wanted them so bad. So I took them and hid them in the ground inside my tent. So Joshua sent messengers to look, and the stolen items were found. And Joshua said, You have brought great trouble on us. And Achan was killed. So the Lord wasn't angry anymore, and said to Joshua, Don't be afraid. Take your fighting men and go against the king of Ai and his army, because I am giving you his land. Hide behind the city and then attack. So Joshua chose 30,000 men to go to Ai, and during the night they hid. Joshua said, I'm going to take some men to the front of the city and let the men of Ai come out and chase us. Then, when they are outside of the city, go in and capture the city, for God is giving it to you. So the next day, when Joshua came near the city with his men, the army of Ai rushed out to meet them in battle. All the men of the city went after them, and God said to Joshua, Stretch out your javelin toward Ai. And when Joshua did, the men hiding in the ambush hurried out from behind the city and captured it. And when the men of Ai looked back, their city was on fire. The Israelites who had gone into the city came out so that the army of Ai was surrounded and defeated. Joshua built an altar to the Lord on Mount Ebal and sacrificed burnt offerings and peace offerings to the Lord. Then he wrote a copy of the Law of Moses on the stones there, and half the tribes stood on Mount Gerizim and half stood on Mount Ebal, just as Moses had commanded to call out the blessings and curses of the covenant. Everyone heard it, from the women and children to all the travelers who lived with them. Can you guess which part of this story is my son's favorite? It's when the wall of Jericho crashes to the ground. But why would God do something like that? He had just shown his power when he stopped the water in the Jordan River, and this time, all he asked the Israelites to do was march around the city and shout God's victory shout. Do you think the Israelites could have gone to sleep that night thinking about how great and strong they were for defeating the city of Jericho? Of course not. They saw that even when they weren't lifting a finger, To push on a brick, 
God could crush down a city for them. He wanted them to destroy everything in the city to purify it, kind of like when they offered animal sacrifices in the tabernacle to make themselves holy. But Achan took what had been set apart as holy because he wanted it more than God's covenant friendship with him. And all the Israelites were affected by it when they lost the battle with Ai. It's the same with us. Every time our heart wants something more than Jesus, it hurts those around us. When we care more about going first than loving our brother, when we care more about getting the right gifts than thanking the people who gave them to us, and when we lie a little to keep our parents from knowing that we disobeyed, it brings destruction. That's why Jesus came, why he let his own perfectly holy body be destroyed on the cross so that we wouldn't be destroyed and could instead live in victory over death so we could enjoy life with him forever. And so that every time our heart chooses selfishness or unkindness instead of following Jesus, we wouldn't have to get what we deserve. He also died to give us his righteousness, paying the price with his blood, so that when God sees us, he sees Jesus' perfect behavior given to us. Each day, as we tell Jesus how much we need him and ask him to show us his ways, his spirit can continue to purify our hearts, to make us be more like him, more able to worship him, and more able to enjoy the covenant friendship we have together. Jesus has always wanted us to have true life that will go on forever and knows that it can only be found in being joined to Him. He loves taking our mistakes and sins, forgiving us and healing our hearts to bring us good and make His name great. Just like Joshua didn't know about Achan's sin and why their army was defeated, sometimes we don't even know how we might be dishonoring or disrespecting God in our hearts. Jesus wants to dig up those places in the soil of our hearts, just like Achan's disobedience was dug up. But it's not so that he can punish us. It's so that we'll see it and ask for his forgiveness and receive his grace and love and help to change. Because even though no one sees what is going on inside our head or our heart, the way we act or respond to our mom or dad, a sibling or a teacher, does show what's going on in our hearts. We might want to take the unkindness and selfishness we struggle with and try to fix it on our own, to just try to be better or to trick people into thinking we're able to be kind and unselfish all the time. But as we devote every part of our life to Jesus... We won't try to do it on our own or be afraid that he'll destroy us, but we'll let him show us what he wants to heal and fix. He might even show us times when we can share this message of forgiveness with someone else who needs to hear it, and we can tell them all Jesus has done in our lives. 
We never have to be afraid that we've used up all his forgiveness because he's promised never to leave us or let us be snatched out of his hand. We will keep needing his forgiveness all the way until we live with him on the new earth and our sin will be gone for good. You could pray something like this. Thank you, Jesus, for your power and that when I'm joined to you, I never have to be afraid. Thank you for letting your body be destroyed for me and for giving me your righteous record of behavior. Thank you for giving me your Holy Spirit so that my heart can be made more like you and I can enjoy life with you forever. Would you show me what part of my life you want to bring forgiveness? I receive your grace and love and ask you to keep digging up any places you want to heal. I love you. Amen. It doesn't always have to sound the same each day, but when we invite Jesus to work in our heart every day, we will enjoy more of the abundant life he has for us. See you next time, friends.